Success for me is changing someone's life. When someone messages me or comes to me and says, you have changed my life. Well, hello there. It's Dr. Nicoletta with the Millennial Doc Podcast. I'm a physician, dermatologist, lifestyle entrepreneur, mama in medicine, and confidence success strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring guests, lifestyle, relationship, and business tips to help you consistently take action, act confident, and live an abundant life. Step out with confidence and get ready. Hey everyone, welcome back to another outstanding episode of the Millennial Doc Podcast. I'm sitting down with a good friend of mine who is a doctor of physical therapy and integrative nutrition and fitness coach. We talk all about how we both had self-sabotaging behaviors and made excuses to not take care of ourselves during the busiest time of our lives, graduate school. Yet now we've made decisions to turn our life around and live an incredible, empowering life. You will find it interesting how she became a Division I soccer player in college and then also led to her finishing a six-year advanced doctorate degree in physical therapy, which usually takes seven years. Where during her last year of college, she was taking classes for her first year of PT school at the same time and playing Division I soccer. There was no self-care, just survival mode. We talk all about enjoying the learning process instead of just stressing out about everything. So get ready, you are worthy, and you deserve movement and exercise and self-care. And I'm just so excited to share this amazing episode with you. Julie Smith, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on the Millennial Doc Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. You know, before I get going into deep dive into your story, I'd love to just ask you a few rapid fire questions. It's a really a fun way to have my listeners get to know you quickly. So if something good comes up, we'll definitely circle back to it. Is that all good? That sounds good. All right. So where did you grow up? I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. All right. And then where do you live now? I live in Forestell, which is actually still in Missouri, but it's about 45 minutes west of where I grew up. Awesome. I love St. Louis. I have so many memories there. <laughs> That's where it's my husband city. lived. <laughs> yep. Favorite quote? Oh boy. I would say we rise by lifting others. I don't even know who said that, but I just love, I love that quote. What is one of your superpowers? My superpower is definitely my servant heart. I genuinely love to help people and serve people. What is one of your favorite books? The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. Who is someone who has changed your life? My mom, 100%. And what is one of your all-time favorite accomplishments so far? Oh boy, all-time favorite accomplishments. I would say playing Division One soccer. Awesome. And what is something you do every day to build your confidence? I have a morning routine. And then in that routine, I meditate and I think about the day and how I want it to go. And, and I have found in the past year that that is something that has really helped with my confidence. Wonderful. And what are you really grateful for today? My family, especially my two kids. I have a three-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter. Yay. I love interviewing yeah. mamas. Okay. <laughs> so I don't think many of my listeners know you. So I would love to know 
you know, I have a lot of healthcare millennial listening, whether it be in medicine or any really field in medicine. And I know you're a doctor of physical therapy. So tell me your backstory, when you first wanted to be a physical therapist, how you got there, and then what you think your next maybe five years look like to you. So I have always been one of those people that kind of just knew what they wanted to do. I was always into sports, always a very active individual. I think by the time I was in seventh or eighth grade, I was gravitating towards the healthcare industry and, and I knew I always wanted to help people, but I didn't think that nursing was really what that looked like for me. And then I was kind of in between athletic training and physical therapy, just because of the sports aspect and me being in and out of them with minor injuries here and there. But I really, after I started shadowing colleges and learning about the curriculum and what went into being a physical therapist, that's how when I really fell in love with the career and what it meant to be a physical therapist in that side of the healthcare industry. It's more of a, you show people, you help people what they need to do, but you're also inspiring them to do it for themselves. And I think that's what really drew me to physical therapy. That's awesome. What sports, I know you said you were a division one soccer player, but mm-hmm. kind of like in your childhood or teenage years, did you play any other sports? Were you on a varsity team? I did. I played softball. I played CYC basketball. That makes me laugh just thinking about our team. What was it called? CYC. It was just like a church league basketball. We were not very good. Any of us were, we were just not good. And soccer. So I played those three sports. Awesome. I don't know if you know this about me, but I played, actually didn't make my basketball team when I was in seventh grade. And I was super sad. And then I made varsity actually as a freshman in high school. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I loved basketball. (laughs) Yeah. Something that my listeners will get to know definitely more of me. So was there a time in your life during like, whether it be during physical therapy school, college, where you didn't feel like you had the time for self-care or you didn't, you neglected your health? Was there ever a time where that happened to you? Yes. (laughs) The whole time I was in physical therapy school, I went to University of Evansville in Indiana and they actually offer a six-year program. So to be a physical therapist, it's a doctorate now. So it's, you get your undergrad and then you have three years of grad school. I did all of it in six years, which meant that my senior year of college was also my first year of PT school. And I was also still playing soccer. So that was just a whirlwind. I took 18 hours. We were traveling. And by the way, women's soccer at Evansville does not fly when we travel. We drive 12 hours on a bus. So I was doing homework in a charter bus to and from games. And it was just, it was a whirlwind. There was no self-care. It was survival mode. Yeah. Loved every second of it, but there was no self-care. I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even on my radar. And, you know, talking about like, because I'm going to have an episode about thriving, not surviving. (laughs) And why do you think at that moment in your life, as I'm sure a lot of other medical students, dental students, others that are so busy with whatever their studies and everything, is it because they're young or, or what happens to our mind or ourselves at that point where we just kind of let go, whether it be for a year or two, or we forget who we were prior to this intense, rigorous schoolwork. What is it, do you think, you know, that now looking back, you would have changed or? Yeah, that's really funny you bring this up because me and my friend who I went to college with, we were on the phone today and we literally had this conversation. We said, 
what if we took as much time and energy as we do now taking care of ourselves? What if we would have done that when we were in college? How much better athletes we would have been or how much we would have just enjoyed the learning process rather than just, I mean, stressing out about every assignment and project there ever was. And I think it's just, there's so much stress to get things done and to get a high grade. And I mean, there's just demand after demand that I don't think, at least it was my experience. There was, I wish I would have known to take the time to do it, but I, at the time, I didn't think that that was going to get me to the place I needed to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know some might think that, oh, like that time that you take, whether it be 15, 20 minutes, half hour this day, that it's sort of almost taking away your time of kind of getting ahead. And you're right. always constantly thinking of others that might be like doing more than you or studying harder than you or, and so you always have this almost like guilty, you feel like guilty if you take time for yourself. But now I realize in residency, I'm actually taking more time for myself now. And especially during pregnancy, I really have been, it's, it's like a habit that you just put in your calendar mm -hmm. and you stick to it. Do you agree with that? No, oh, 100%. I would say pregnancy was a big wake up call for me on really listening to what my body needed and, and taking the time. It, it forces you to stop and take the time to take care of yourself. Awesome. Yeah. Do you use a, I use a passion planner, but is there any, do you believe in really like writing it down, writing down your workout, whether it be your assignments, your business calls or whatever you have, and especially like your exercise or time with your husband, actually writing it pen to paper down. Do you do that? I do. Yep. I have my planner sitting here right next to me. I don't use a specific one. I just have a paper planner and I pretty much pencil in everything that I would like to accomplish that day. Yeah. I don't really write down. I just write down workout. I don't have to write down the specifics of that, but right. that comes second nature to me. If it didn't come second nature, I would have to write out every single step. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy that in med school, I actually, you know, I had a planner prior to med school, but in med school, I think it's just, it was a fire hydrant of information that like, yeah, you just knew that, oh, you had four classes every day. You knew which lectures to study. Why do I need a planner? I mean, it's pretty much <laughs> like wake up, study, sleep, wake up, study, sleep, right? Yep. I'm sure it felt like that in your school as well, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So let's see. And another thing some of us sometimes experience going through our kind of hard challenge to get a doctorate is, you know, feeling kind of this imposter syndrome. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Share if you, you yourself have experienced that feeling or if you have any stories throughout your life for that. Yeah, I've always feel like I, that's been around for me for a while. I've always been comparing myself to people. I've always been looking at what other people are doing and thinking I'm not doing enough. What can I do to get to that next level? And it wasn't until recently that I even learned what the imposter syndrome was. And I started noticing where it was showing up in my life and, and simple ways to tackle it and just remove those simple parts of my life. And it has made a huge difference in confidence and my energy throughout the day. So Looking back, I wish I would have have either stopped comparing myself to people who are in completely different situations than I am, or just removed those people that I was comparing myself to on social media or whatever it was. Yeah, definitely. What is one of the ways that helped, like what, give me one example of that helped you kind of for that feeling or for working past it? 
is it just removing? It was definitely removing people on social media that I was comparing myself to. And these are people that I didn't even know. And then secondly was getting to the root of where that, what even that feeling was and where it was coming from and why I, I was having that. Yeah. It's interesting. Of- it's interesting why, you know, whenever you have that thought and we all come across it when we look at an image on social media or something, but why does it trigger? Like, you know, as our mentor says, you know, I just, every time I am triggered, you know, you think back to almost like childhood, it kind of reminds you of like, oh, why are you triggered right now? You know, did you have an experience like this when you were a child? Most likely yes. Right. Yeah. Or experiences like, you know, say if it was really hard to get into, you know, doctorate school, if you had multiple kind of failures and it didn't just go easy for you, you constantly feel like you're not worthy enough, but we all know that, you know, test scores and all this stuff isn't really your worth, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know you were talking a bit about what you do, you know, to kind of be organized with your planner. And I know you have your morning routine. Can you just Mm -hmm. go through what you do for your morning routine? That's been helpful. Yeah. So my alarm, I, I wake up at 5am. I have to start getting ready at six. So I literally could give myself one hour for morning routine and getting Julie awake for the day, which is a feat because I am not a morning person. So my alarm goes off. I start by praying in bed. So I'm awake, but I am not moving yet. So I'll, I'll pray. I have an app on my phone, the Bible app, and I usually read a verse or two from that. And then that gets my brain awake enough to actually get out of bed. And I go down into my office, which is in the basement. I will then meditate for 10 to 15 minutes. I envision how I want the day to go. And then I will plan Like if I have anything specific that I need done that day, I write it in my planner and then I will post a social media post and then I go about my May, go about my way. Awesome. Get the kids ready, go get myself ready. Yeah. Wow. You know, the 5 a.m.ers, I tell you, a lot of success comes from those that stick to that. I mean, even, you know, billionaires, people who are, they get there and they're still waking up early. You know, it's like a habit. And everyone knows that, you know, to get your mind right, especially when you wake up, you know, do not go to the scroll right away, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing is, if you're so used to having that phone in front of you, it's actually, you catch yourself in the middle of it. You're like, wait, what am I doing? Why am I looking at my phone? I first need to take time for myself. Right. Right. Yeah. I yep. used to wake up and just scroll. And then you did, you would, here comes imposter syndrome again. You're comparing yourself to people and you're just starting your day on a negative foot. Exactly. So all my listeners, I know like this is so important because, you know, with your long night shifts or with everything in school that you're going through, and I'm sure comparing yourself and you see this person post this or, you know, that's why it's so important to have this morning routine that you have. And it doesn't have to be that early, but whatever it is, even if it's a half hour, but you know, where you take that time of completely not looking at emails, anything, prior to meditating, praying, writing down your, you know, goals for the day, right? Yeah. It makes, I mean, some, there are some days I give 10 minutes. That's all I've got. And I do it and it makes a world of difference. Totally. And there's like so many different meditation apps too. And there's so many different apps that can help. So that's awesome. So happy to hear that. So regarding moving your body, because you are a physical therapist and you love mm-hmm. that, and then, you know, you're a division one soccer player, which is amazing. Do you feel like sports growing up, did it teach you discipline or what did it teach you? Teamwork or? I think a little bit of both. For sure, discipline and, and teamwork. I mean, you had to 
have both of those clearly to be on a successful to be a successful player on the on a team sport. Totally. I feel like for me it transferred to I played, you know, varsity basketball, but then I was in all these like hard AP honor classes in high school. If I didn't play it, I mean, it literally had me be disciplined because I only knew I had so much time every day to catch up with all my assignments, you know, after like three hours of basketball practice. So yeah. Yeah. Time management too. I think it taught me a little bit of that. Totally. Totally. All right. So what are your best tips for not just moving your body every day, but really like loving your body and moving it every day, whether that be for five minutes, 30, or what are your best tips to get in that state for those that it's very difficult for them to do it? To Okay. So tips to love your body and love moving your body. I think for starters, you need to find something that you enjoy. If you don't like to lift weights, forcing yourself to go lift weights is not the way to do it. Find a type of exercise that you genuinely enjoy to do. And it doesn't have to be what your friend likes to do. It could be something that you do independent by yourself, which I have found I actually enjoy. I enjoy working out by myself. That's kind of where I'm at. Secondly is if you, I find a lot of people are afraid of movement or they're afraid of working out because they, they get hurt. But if they learn and educate their body or their minds on proper warm up and proper cool down and, and using your body in the right way, that you can actually enjoy movement. So finding movement you love and then using your body in the best way possible, whether that's warming up, cooling down, going on a team, like just finding something that you genuinely enjoy is what I think I'm trying to say. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it could be anything because like you said, you could just move your body and it could be a hike. It could be really anything, you know? Right. How do you get past the beliefs of, you know, kind of this, I'm not worthy or I do not have that time, especially, you know, during those hard, stressful times in school. And I know we both yeah. had times where we didn't have self-care, but we now are still busy, but in a different way, but we are learning to incorporate that. What do you think it is? Is it time management? Is it just having habits that you stick to? Or what do you think it is? I think when people say they don't have time, that it's rooted in a deep belief that they don't think they're worthy. So I think either they're not making time or they're maybe filling up their schedule so that they don't have time. I think it can go either way, but I think they have to get to the root of Why don't they want to move their body? Like it's a gift to have a body and to be able to move it. And the fact that you don't think you're worthy enough to do that is, is not okay. You have to get to the core of that belief. Why do you not think you're, you're good enough to move your body? Or why do you not think you deserve movement or exercise? Totally. Yeah. That's awesome. I know you talked a bit about your, you know, confidence practices every day with your morning routine that really gets you in the right mindset for the day. Any other affirmations that you tell yourself every, whether it be in the day, night, or that you tell your kids or rituals that you have that you stick to every day? Yeah. So I have affirmations that I say to myself, and actually I just started this with my son. So my affirmations are, I am strong, I am beautiful, and I am confident. Those are three words that I am really trying to incorporate into my life. And I started doing that in January, and it has made a big difference. My son, he goes to a daycare. He's three, struggles with drop-off. He does fine 
two minutes out after I'm out the door, daycare's like, he's always fine. He's doing well. But that time where I have to physically leave him at daycare is hard for him. So every morning now in the car, he says, I'm happy. I am confident and I'm ready to go. And it is the cutest thing ever. And he says his affirmations, which he doesn't even know what he's doing. And then he goes in the room and it has gotten better. Drop-off has surprisingly gone better. Now, did you teach him that? Did you tell him why you're saying that or what does he know? I just, we just started saying it. I just said, let's just start saying these words because these, and then he understands what those words mean. I don't think he really truly grasped the idea of an affirmation, but he's just starting to, every time he says them, he smiles. And then we just get out and walk in the door. That is awesome. I love that. I think there's someone that I know that wakes up every morning and they tell their spouse, I'm healthier, wealthier, and more fit than I was yesterday. And you know what? Even if you're not in one of those areas, you still say it every morning and still, you know, it's so powerful to say those positive beliefs like out loud, you know? Yeah, it makes a difference. Definitely, definitely. So what obstacles, this is another question sort of about growing your income now as Mm -hmm. a physical therapist and with different avenues of income. So what obstacles do you encounter as you grow your income trying to manage time with kids and family and as your career as a physical therapist? The biggest obstacles to me are I have trying to find opportunities that light me up inside as well as serve people as well. And then also allow me time to be with my family and my children. So it's finding the right things that are looking to fill my soul and my purpose, but also fulfill other people, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, and it's kind of an obstacle. I mean, I could go out and help anyone that I wanted, but I'm trying to create something different and, and find what, what lights me up and also the people that, that need my help as well. Yeah. I mean, you want it to light you up or else you, it's hard for you to do it for others, right? Right. Yeah. So do you do anything now for extra, you know, cash flow? And if so, what is that? I do. So my, my full-time job is I'm a physical therapist at a virtual care setting. So I am seeing patients through telemedicine. And then on this side or for extra cash flow, I created Julie Fitzsmith, which is a health and wellness coaching business that I've created. I coach women. I, I teach them how to fuel their body with good food, move their body. If they have injury or they're afraid of movement, I help them through that. And then I've also started to plan and I'm launching my first wellness retreat in the end of July. Yay. That's so exciting. I'm so pumped. (laughs) That's so awesome. That's such a big, I know everyone listening. I mean, I know it's really hard to, to let alone have just have your first event, first retreat. It's, you know, it takes a lot of guts and, you know, putting yourself out there being vulnerable, but I think Julie is doing an awesome job. And if anyone is in St. Louis, is that where it's going to be, Julie? It's going to be, I mean, it would be about 50 minutes from St. Louis, but it's in Winfield, Missouri. So it's close to where I live now, but you're in St. Louis. It is not far. And it's all women's retreat. It's all women's. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's amazing. We all need that. That is so awesome. So how do you define success? That's a great question. Success for me is changing someone's life. When someone messages me or comes to me and says, you have changed my life. That to me is a success. And it could be the smallest little thing, but that's, that's what I'm here to do is to change lives. 
Amazing. Yeah. If we all just had the mentality of changing like one person's life a day, you know, or just like, you know, I was listening to something to this today about just saying, I love you more to just Mm -hmm. like one person a day. Imagine how the world would be if we just showed more of that emotion. If we actually said it out loud more. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you said you had two kids. So what legacy do you want to leave them? Oh boy. That's a good one. I really, truly hope that they grasp the idea of genuinely taking care of themselves and, and paying it forward. So not only do they take care of their body, but they can help those around them. That's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Yay. That is so awesome. Yeah. Man, so many, so many good nuggets here. Let me see what we discussed. You know, the division one soccer player, I know you said, so was that hard to get into? That must've been right. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. You it must was have been pretty little, awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. It was always a dream of mine growing up, and and I always wanted to be a PT, like you said. So the fact that I could marry those two at one school was pretty awesome. That's amazing. It's and you fun. know, a lot of people in medicine, and you know, I know we go for this one thing in medicine, maybe one field. But just to my listeners, I just wanted to let everyone know, you know, make sure you do follow whatever other passion you have. You know, it could be art, it could be helping others in health and wellness, whatever like fuels you and lights you up, it is totally okay to be multi interest. And, and I would <laughs> definitely encourage that because it just really helps you, you know? Yeah, I mean, I until two years ago, I was all PT. And then I, I had an event that happened in my life. And then I, I went down this health and wellness road. And, and here I am. And I never saw this coming when I was in physical therapy school. Yeah, never saw it coming. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Same with me. <laughs> all right. So any final words that you have for my millennial doc listeners, where can they find you and possibly learn about you? And then what are you most excited for about right now? So for all her listeners, if I know whatever schooling you're in right now is overwhelming, but just know that first and foremost, take care of yourself. Self-care is not taught in school, but so, so, so important for just even for your career. Like if you want to be good at what you do, take care of yourself first and foremost. You can find me on Instagram, Julie underscore Fitsmith. You can find me on Facebook at Julie Fitsmith. I'm on LinkedIn as Julie Smith. And YouTube. I have a YouTube channel where I do a ton of exercise videos, corrective exercises. There's a bunch of little nuggets on there that if you're interested in movement or exercise, you would enjoy that channel. That's Julie Fitzsmith as well. That is very excited about my retreat in July. We are going to be doing all things health and wellness. There'll be meditation, introductions on self-care and journaling. And I'm going to have guest speakers there. And I'm so, so pumped to just put it on and so excited. When is it and where is it? It's July 26th through the 28th. It's at Redemption Ranch in Winfield, Missouri. Okay. And where can they find information for this? On my website, which I didn't mention to you guys, juliefitsmith.com. Awesome. All right, guys. So if any of you are in Missouri or really in Illinois in that area, definitely go to juliefitsmith.com and check out her retreat. I think it's going to be awesome. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I think a lot of of my listeners are totally going to resonate with what both me and you said about self-care and all this throughout all our schooling and everything. But I appreciate your work and really helping other women love and move their body. And 
thank you so much. We appreciate physical therapists like you. Seriously, <laughs> like we always just need more of you, especially when we need our advice, like at the moment of a text for what to do. <laughs> anyway. Yes. All right. Love you, Julie. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Millennial Doc Podcast. I am so thankful for your support and hope you receive inspiration today to discover a better you, better health, and your best life. It would mean the world to me if you can take a second to share this episode with someone you think would love it. For free resources and inspiration, head over to drnicoletta.com and Make sure to follow Millennial Doc Podcast on Spotify and subscribe on iTunes. And it would mean so much to me if you left a five-star review of the show. As always, step out with confidence and rock your life.